We are joined this afternoon by Mr. Pato Award. Sir, how are you? And how's uh, your off season going? I'm good, man. How are you guys? I'm uh, I'm ready to go get the season underway. Yeah, all, all is well. So you've got a, a couple weeks until uh, Thermal Club. How do you, you know, how do you feel about testing somewhere where A, you don't race and B, you haven't been yet even for any sort of track work? Um, I, I mean, I think that has its pros and cons, right? Um, I think a lot of the things that we're going to learn, it's going to be a 50-50. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work, and maybe it helps us in some other place, maybe it doesn't. Um, ultimately, what it will is it will um, amplify our toolbox. Uh, it'll be just another track that we know, another track that we're trying to perfect you know, this, this indie car at and, um, and ultimately just getting back to work together, getting back in the rhythm of working together rather than actually like finding uh, the perfect setup for thermal, which really is not going to be, um, much help for anything. Have you ever been there before? Like even just to check out thermal or I was, I've been there once I drove a McLaren Senna, uh, which was really, really cool. Um, so I, I have, I have been there. Um, I, I did a very few laps. Uh, I do remember there were so many different configurations, so I'm not really sure what we're going to end up doing in IndyCar, but, um, it's a beautiful facility. Um, it's, a it's a rich man's Disney world to be fairly honest with you. That's probably the best way I can explain it. I like it. So, you know, you've had, you've had quite an off season. You, you test drove the McLaren F1 car practice drove it uh, at some point before the end of last year. Maybe you'll get to do that again this year. Obviously you have an IndyCar season coming up. Have you kind of changed your off season, you know, training or approach at all, you know, to, you know, from whatever you learned in 2022? Um, I'll put more emphasis on having some time off to myself. I didn't really have that at the end of 21, which, um, was just it, it didn't help starting the season in 22 just because of I, I was basically starting the season maxed out which which isn't what you want so um in that sense I put a lot of emphasis in December just I don't want to hear from anybody I don't I didn't want anything I, I didn't want to hear from anybody and I didn't want to talk about racing and, and that was all right before we had a little wi-fi fun there you were talking about how December you kind of just you know took a break didn't worry about racing and then you getting back into it now this this month? Yeah, getting back to the flow of things, getting back into the flow of uh, interviews and you know pictures and talking to people. Um, so it's been really nice. It's it's just been really nice spending time with my family. I I, ha- I don't think I've spent so much time at home in the last you know three four years. Well, obviously yeah. being COVID, yes. Yeah, so I guess from from the end of twenty onwards. Um, it's been fairly, you know, fairly busy. And, um, I, I asked for like six, six weeks of, of absolutely nothing. Um, and, and just, yeah, just really enjoyed my time at home. So with that kind of time to refresh, do you have even maybe higher expectations for yourself this season? Just given that you're going in with kind of a clean mental slate a little bit. Um, I, you know, it's I'm starting my fourth year together with together with the team. Um, we have a great baseline to work from. And, and I think what's most important, you just, we, we keep, we keep on improving, right. Improving from where we've left off. And 
uh, that's the most important thing. You don't want to go backwards. You want to start where you ended and then just keep going up and up and up. And um, the year will throw out challenges. It will always, it'll always kind of force you to be uh, adaptable and, and, and flexible in the way of, you know, things will fall where you, when you don't expect them. And I think the way that you react to that is what's going to make your year as, you know, as strong or as efficient as possible. Um, so, so, I mean, we're obviously going into the year wanting the same things as we always have, right? We, we want to fight for the championship. We want another shot at the 500 and, um, that's what we're going for. So in addition to having, you know, your same team and again, and, and Felix Ross and Quiz, you had a third car this year with Alex Rossi. What can Alex bring to the team as another entry for McLaren? Uh, first off, you know, a lot more data, a lot, a lot more data. Um, we're going to get 50% more data than we, than we've always had. So that's, that's a big percentage. Um, and, and he's coming from a, a, a championship caliber car. So he knows what another championship caliber car can do or, or you know, what's, what we might need, uh, where we might, you know, have to leak, where we need to look into, I guess, to, to, to find some more time in certain areas or certain tracks. Um, and just another input. Awesome. So I guess looking back at last year when you uh, won Daytona and LMP2, uh, are you kind of looking forward to watching this year? Or are you a little bummed that you're not racing? Or how, how do you feel about that? I am. Okay. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, I'd love a shot at, at winning um, overall in Daytona. I've won P2 and PC. And I just, I'd love to win an overall. So, you know, whenever an opportunity comes about in doing in, a, in the new LMDH, I, uh, I'd love to do that. Uh, didn't come about this year, so hopefully next year maybe. Um, but I'm excited to watch. Yeah, it's it's such a cool race. Hopefully it's a little warmer this year. But looking at the 2023 calendar, you know, obviously you had a, a pretty good season last year. Is there a race that you're looking at and going, you know, I didn't maximize my weekend last year. I have to go out and, and maximize it this year. Um, I feel like my biggest throwaway was Texas last year. Um, I really think I, uh, I had everything to win that and I positioned myself to win it until I ran over one of my guys in the pit stops. Um, but if it wasn't for that, I mean, I, I love going to Texas. That's where I got my first IndyCar win. And, um, and that team was doing a phenomenal job. Uh, they did a phenomenal job that, that year. They gave me and Felix a, a car to, to to fight with uh at the front and um and that's what that's what it was leading to up until we both made pretty much the same mistake at the same time um but yeah I, I'm, I'm so excited to go back to texas on on the schedule as well obviously detroit is a, a different track this year and i'm curious what do you think of a split pit lane could it cause some chaos or is it could it once guys get used to it it's not that big of a deal I even we're having that this year in Detroit. I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Unless something changed, you're gonna have. Oh wow, um, half and half. So like in two totally different areas. I think it's like a like a you'll have like one on this side, the track in the middle, and then one on the other side. So like, like down, down the front straight away. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
I mean, it's definitely going to be different. I, I really don't know what to expect from it until we do it for the first time. Um, I mean, it should be, if something, it should be less chaos because there's less cars in the same lane or trying to go in the same, same lane. Um, man, I don't know. I, (laughs) I think it's going to throw a twist into it for sure. Um, don't know what to think of it yet, but I think, I think it's going to, it's going to throw out some challenge that it's going to throw some people off guard. How? I have no idea how, but it's gonna, (laughs) um, I don't know. I mean, it's a new track, a very different way to doing pit lane apparently. So yeah. Uh, Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Learn something new. Go ahead, yeah. Frenchie. Going back to host's question about Rossi joining the team, I kind of wanted to ask just about if you and Felix were going to give him a bit of a hard time. I know he's known for having a bit of a, a dry sense of humor that you hear on his podcast and stuff like that, if you're going to kind of haze him a little bit. Nah, he's actually, I mean. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. We, we've spent a lot of time now. These past couple of days were uh, car launch filming and um, we're all getting along really well, to be, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the, he fits in. He, um, he has a lot of experience. He's a hard worker. Um, so I think we're going to have a great year. Is there anything about Alex maybe that you didn't expect as you, you know, kind of get to know him better? Um, I mean, we've, we've always raced each other really hard. Um, yeah. and, um, I was excited to hear, to hear him join because he, he is coming from, you know, a car that is a lot stronger than us in certain areas and certain tracks, but then we have a car that is stronger than, than what he had over at Andretti at other tracks. So I feel like he can bring a lot of insight of, of what might be missing there where we want to take that extra step. 
Um, so I, we're all like super excited to, to just get going and start working together as a team and, and just really create a strong package for all of us and, and, and lead the team forward. Kind of curious on the F1 side of your, your team, you know, the uh, Lando has a new teammate in Oscar Piastri. Do you know much about Oscar and, and how he is as a driver? I don't. Um, he's fairly quiet. I know that. Um, okay. I spoke to him last year and um, when he was uh, finishing his, his F2 campaign. Um, but I mean, the kid has a has a great resume. Um, he's he's won a lot of things, and um, I, I've never worked with him, so I I, yeah. I don't know him enough to 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 give you that kind of insight. Go ahead, Frenchie. So we've had some really cool announcements about just for this year coming up, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four for your uh, Indy five hundred teammates. I want to kind of hear your perspective on working with those guys coming into the team uh, for the month of May in both this year and next year. Yeah, TK, uh, Alex, Alex Rossi, um, two Indy five hundred winners, um, and I think it's going to be a, a obviously very different characters to what Montoya is, but. Um, you know, Tony has very similar, um, similar, uh, what's it called? Experience levels to, to Montoya. And, and obviously Alex has very close to a decade of, of, of racing at the speedway. So, um, so that's just, you know, he started in 16, so that makes it for, so seven years, he's going to be seven years this year. Um, and you know, it's more than double than what Felix and I have have done. So it's definitely going to be uh, just more to learn from. What about, I don't know if he'll be around much this year, but Kyle Larson, have you talked to him at all since the announcement came out? And if you know, will he be around, you know, this year just uh, to kind of experience it? I haven't. I haven't. Is he coming? No idea. I mean, I'm sure he has something that weekend, doesn't he? Because I think he's going to do the double when he does it with us in 24. Yeah. But this year, he's going to do it, maybe? No? Or like, he's doing the NASCAR side of it? He'll yeah, he's going to do the... So, I I don't know. I really don't follow the NASCAR calendar because they have, like, a race every weekend. So, <laughs> um, so is he going to be around? He'll probably come to a race, if I'd have to guess. But I don't know which one it'll be. Go ahead, Frenchie. When you talked about kind of just getting up to, you know, relaxing a little bit in the six weeks that you had off, was there anything that you really enjoyed doing more than just spending with family? Like any hobbies that you got up to? I know you're a bit of a foodie, um, based on your Instagram, at least. Yeah, big foodie. I love food. Um, not really. Um, oh, I went scuba diving. I, I got certified uh, scuba diving. Uh, nice. That was always really, want to really, do that. It's cool. Really, really cool. Um, you definitely need an instructor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if not, you can do a lot of damage to yourself. Um, but man, I, I just thought it was amazing. Amazing to, to see how life is that, like, man, there's so much stuff that we, we don't see. And um, it's just so different, so different, so peaceful, so quiet. Uh, so I really, I did a lot of that really enjoyed it kind of switching gears you know the indycar has the 
I forget the name of it, but the streaming show on the CW network this year with Vice and, and everybody involved there. How important do you think that is to, you know, IndyCar's 2023, you know, growth? I think it's huge. Um, it's the, the, the series is, is taking the right steps in the right direction in order to bring more audience to the series, which is, uh, which is very much needed. Um, and, and I just really hope that, that people really get an insight of, of what IndyCar racing is like, because I think it's a really, really cool series and, and I, you know, the competitiveness speaks for itself. Uh, the level of the field just keeps getting stronger and the interest of drivers coming from formula one and, and, you know, other big series around the world. A lot of people want to come to IndyCar because of how, of how fun and, and how competitive it is. And I just think it doesn't get the recognition that it, that it deserves. So hopefully this kind of gets it up, up on the map a little bit more. And um, I think it's very important for people to realize that there's 16 races more uh, other than just the Indy 500. And there's a championship to win other than winning the Indy 500 as well. And, um, you know, hopefully we, we can all as a group kind of, you know, really show that it's, that it's, that it's a full year, um, lots of commitment for that full year. And, um, also express the amount of time that goes into that one race because of what it means. Awesome. Go ahead, Frenchie. So did I see a video of you like tearing it up in a, a classic Shelby Cobra at some point over the last week or oh, 10, yeah. 10 days or so? Yeah. Um, oh man, what a cool car. It's, uh, it, it, the engine was, um, limited a little bit. So, um, I wasn't able to kind of ring the ring its ring its brain up on up onto the max, but uh, I was I was able to kind of whip it around a bit. Yeah, it was it was cool. <laughs> All right, Frenchie actually gave me the perfect segue into my last question. We're talking about cars and all the all the fun cars you've gotten to drive over the last couple of years. Do you have a a bucket list car that you haven't yet driven or would like to own one day? Um, um, I'd love to drive the Pagani Zonda R. Okay. All right. Nice choice. Um, and ever since I was a kid, um, my dream has always been to one day drive and and if i'm lucky enough own uh la ferrari i think that car is just it's the peak of just noise looks and aggressive sexy it's just it's just a beautiful machine hard to argue yeah i i think you've got some great taste in cars clearly um (laughs) what would you say is probably the thing you're most looking forward to just in terms of the next few weeks before the season, like what do you, what's kind of the thing before we get back in a race car that is going to be fun or that you're like looking back to get into. Um, getting back into the swing of things with the team. Um, I haven't seen anybody since September. Um, 
just be, with how busy I was with all the all the F1 stuff and just seeing everybody, seeing the guys, uh, the engineers. I haven't ran into them. I'm, 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 we're shooting not at the shop, so I haven't really seen uh, the rest of the team other than kind of more a marketing side. But just seeing seeing everybody that I get to work with all year, um, it's like a home away from home all year, right? It's it's my second home, so it's uh, it's cool to see everybody again and just catch up. I always call the beginning of racing season like back to school. Like you haven't seen your yeah. friends all, you know, yeah. winter or all summer. And now it's like back to school. It's like, what'd you do all winter? Like, where'd you go on vacation? It's just like reverse versus like days when we were all in actual school. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, we'll wrap it there. I know you've got a, a busy day and, you know, appreciate the time. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in about six weeks, man. No worries, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yep. Yep. Have a good one, guys. Likewise. Ciao, ciao. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.